Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. back to another episode of the podcast you're welcome the podcast that's determined to keep the christmas spirit alive 365 days per year and thanksgiving spirit alive once per year i am anthony i am julia i'm turkey tom i'm the turkey (laughs) nope that sounded much better in my head (laughs) Uh, happy thanksgiving y'all happy thanksgiving happy slapsgiving how are y'all? Oh man, the worst episodes of How I Met Your Mother. How are y'all spending the day today? How are y'all spending the holiday today? With a lot of food and family and friends. I too am also spending it with my family, and I am here with two of my very best friends in the whole world. I feel so thankful for both of you. And all of you listeners who are listening today. We're thankful man. for you too. Tom, you're this thing to me has you in a good mood. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, it does. It's cool outside. It's families around. I'm also thankful for both of you. And I am also spending it with family. We're actually celebrating Thanksgiving slash Christmas today because it's the last time we'll all be around before we all shut off our different ways for Christmas. So let you know what I get. Yeah. (laughs) To double up on holidays this year. I know. I love that for you. And you know what? Listeners, we are... So ahead of the game this year, our kids of podcast Christmas cards have been mailed. It's all order. You're speaking a lot of truth out of the world right now, Anthony. I don't know how I feel about that. Tom, Julia, and I have already sent our Christmas gifts out to one another, so they arrived plenty of time for Christmas Day. That's optimistic. Tom designed an <laughs> awesome new sticker, which is in the cards for our patrons. You know... All good things. All good things. We were on our game this year, y'all. There's just vigorous head shaking on the podcast right now. We're like, no, we have done none of this. That's that's a thing we can try to breathe into life. <laughs> but yeah, I'll spend the day morning watching the parade mm. as usual. Then, you know, eat. Number one goal for Thanksgiving. And take enough leftovers home so I can get up at 3 a.m. when I'm Black Friday shopping and have my leftovers sandwich at the Moist Maker the at moist like 3 a.m. <laughs> Man, the older I get, the more I relate to that Ross freak out. You ate the only good thing going on in my life. <laughs> I love that episode. But yeah, tonight... You know, as a special Thanksgiving treat for y'all, we wanted to cover a special Thanksgiving special. And it is special. Tonight, we are covering 1983's Jim Henson produced 
a Thanksgiving tale. Tom, you're good at the vamping. Why don't you get a quick plot synopsis for us? There's some cats. There's some dogs. They're all homeless and hungry for Thanksgiving and want to kill a turkey. I'll want to kill a turkey. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. There are some homeless cats, some homeless dogs. They're all, none of them are happy and the cats want to kill a turkey. I guess that gets to the point. Did, did I miss, did I miss anything there? Well, the turkey uh, wants, to, wants to have a, has a budding acting career in. And the cat and the cats aren't homeless. The dogs are homeless. The cats are the starving. Cats? Oh, they're starving. Okay, sorry. Well, where cats do they? They have, but awful. they're not like they're not like home. They're not like pets. No, they're they're alley cats and they're like alley animals. dogs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all strays. They're, they're unsheltered, unhomed. There we go, unhomed. So, a Thanksgiving tale, nineteen eighty-three histories with this special Julia. None. I didn't even know this thing existed until Anthony told us about it. What can I say except you're welcome? Well, hold on for we just <laughs> wait on that. <laughs> Tom, how about you? None. I didn't even know this thing existed until Anthony mentioned it. I thought you said <laughs> Ellie watched it last year. She did, which when I turned it on, she's like, oh, is this what I think it is? And I was like, no, baby, you haven't seen this. She's like, <laughs> Yes, I have. And then she told me the the name. And she's like, look, it's about the cats and the dog. And I'm like, where did you see this? She said, we watched it at school last year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had no idea this existed until I believe it was Mike Westfall mentioned Probably. it on Twitter, possibly. Um, and I'm sure he's done an episode on this long ago. I haven't listened to it, though, if he did. But I'm pretty sure I heard this from Mike Westfall. And... I've said repeatedly on the past to this podcast, I wish there was more Thanksgiving content. So I saw this on, on Voodoo for like $4.99 and I purchased it and watched it last year for the first time. And now you own it. Yeah, and I'm proud to own it. I'll say that. There is like almost nothing on this special in terms of research on Wikipedia or IMDb or anything. Um, I'm sure... Again, friend of the pod, Mike Westfall of Advent Calendar House has like a detailed researched history on his podcast, but we are not that podcast. Yeah, y'all, <laughs> if y'all want more than just random opinions, pause now, go to Advent Calendar House. Not just for this episode, I mean in general. <laughs> yeah, just go listen to the entire catalog. It's fantastic. It is a fantastic podcast. Yeah, it really is. And we should have had him on for this, actually. Yeah, we should have. We didn't want to. We didn't want to ruin his Thanksgiving. He could have injected some magic into ours. Imdaba actually only has one cast member listed, and that's Paul Fusco as Tom the Turkey. And we've covered him before because he is the voice slash performer of Alf. And most of the crew is Alf and Jim Henson related, so we have covered most of these people before. Um, not that there's a lot to run through, or really anyone to run through, because again, IMDb is sparse, and there's no Wikipedia page. Which meant I actually had to take copious notes while watching this today uh, because I don't know this special very well. I only saw it for the first time last year and I wanted to make sure, you know, I hit everything. We hit everything. I'm so So. excited you did that, Anthony. (laughs) Me too. It feels like the old days. Feels like the old days when we cared. Do you remember how many like sheets and pages of notes we used to have for stuff? Oh, I remember. For me. 
Yeah, <laughs> What's funny is they were all for the movies we know inside and out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those were the days. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's dive right in. This is a short 27 minute special. Um, again, 1983. And it shows this is early Jim Henson. The Muppets didn't premiere too long before this. And the puppets in this, again, a bunch of cats, a bunch of dogs, and the turkey are very uh, rough compared to what, you know, the Henson Company would have become. Which makes sense, because some early Muppet designs are also very rough when you look at the those classic characters. So, this takes place in Newark, New Jersey. Now, those of you who don't know Newark, it was the inspiration Gross. for Gotham City, because it is just miserable and crime-ridden and just not a good place to live but this is where our cats and our dogs live and the cats actually live in a little the alley cats actually live in what we call what uh one room i don't know shelter alley shack shanty shanty shanty. they live in a one-room shanty that they have labeled cool cats house and we opened up the day before Thanksgiving, and it's a windy fall day, and the cats are complaining. Now, they're hungry, but they're complaining yeah, about the dogs, right? They, they all have names, but I don't remember any of their names. Right. But yes, Tom, they are hungry. They don't have anything to eat, even mice. They only have hard-boiled eggs and crackers, because the good food has been scarce since the dogs moved in next door. And the dogs basically are employed at the restaurant at the end of the alley where they guard the restaurant at night and they get all the good leftover food. They have no place to live. They're stuck outside of the cold. But the cats are upset. They won't have a feast on Thanksgiving like everyone else because the dogs are going to get it. And the cats want to get rid of the dogs because of this reason. And the lead cat actually asks, what are we? Cats or mice? And then the female cat says, I like cheese. (laughs) Uh Uh I get what they were going for but the (laughs) joke did not land Um, (laughs) then we move over to the dogs and they do we have our our first song before we go to the dogs not yet the dogs live outside the restaurant next door they are just finishing up a meal they have so much to eat they're convinced they gained some weight but they are cold and they're freezing. And despite the fact they know they're going to get all these Thanksgiving leftovers tomorrow after the holiday ends, they can't 100% look forward to it because it's going to snow and they don't have a house. They don't have beds like the cats. And this is where we get our first song. The dogs sing about a place they can call their own. <laughs> Essentially, they're looking for a winter home before snow falls. They say it's a dog's life, but that makes no sense to me. They say it's a dog's life, but I have to disagree. That's the purpose of their song. And uh, I found it funny because this is 1983, and one of the dogs sings about climate change in the song. (laughs) (laughs) So It's kind of like we've known about this for decades, but there were maybe some corporate interests that were trying to gaslight us on it. (laughs) If only we had access to some of those corporate documents where they admitted to this people might believe it's real 
<laughs> but that made me laugh because this dog sings about climate change, a bit of climate change we could get behind and make everything warm or whatever. And that made me laugh. Um, but they're singing about Miami and the sun and summer and warmth and life can't get much worse for them. You know, uh, what do you, first of all, what do you guys think of the puppet designs here? I mean, it's like a rough draft of Muppets. They're rudimentary. It like. It's yeah, yeah, it's an early thing. I give them an A for effort. Sure. I just don't think Jim Henson had the money yet. I don't feel as generous with the songs. Hmm. I actually like the songs. No. <laughs> well, you're right. Thanksgiving, you're... then I will not. Go no, there. no, no, no! Please, please do. You're because you are right. They're not like the quality that like Kermit will eventually end up singing. Obviously, but uh, I thought they were catchy enough. Like I, maybe it was the lyrics I found funny enough. There is some of that darker Muppet humor in the special, for sure. I mean, when you think about the actual plot of the special, it's kind of dark. It very is. Rev- very mm-hmm. reminiscent of a Muppet family Christmas where <laughs> Swedish chef wants to cook Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I-, I guess I like that darker Muppets humor, and there's a lot of it. After the song ends, though, the dogs realize the cats next door have been awfully quiet, and that's suspicious, so... They go to check on them. And this is where we meet Tom the turkey. Now, tell us about Tom mm-hmm. the turkey, one of you. He's got a lot of energy. And he's just trying to make it in the world. He wants to be an actor. He's got a career. Stage actor. Yep. He's he, career-minded. Yeah. Yes. And he's kind of blind. He left his glasses on the bus, which he got off. He, he's looking for the Palace Theater because he got off. He thinks he got off in New York because the bus driver said Newark, and he thought he said mm. New York which is yep. a funny little joke on the accents or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he runs into the cats, of course, in this alley who invite him in and offer to take him to the palace. And Tom explains, you know, I can juggle, tap dance, and do impersonations, but he wants to direct. Mm. He does a Cary Grant impression. He goes, Judy, 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 Judy. And the cat is like, my name None is of Duke, them get Duke, it. Duke, Duke, Duke. <laughs> and don't you forget it. <laughs> um, and the cats are very hospitable to Tom. They're like, spend the night and we'll put you on the bus to New York to the palace next morning. But what's really going on here, Julia? They want to eat him. They want to eat him. eat him. And they yeah. even say, you could stay for dinner tomorrow. We'd love to have you for dinner tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that He's oblivious. Little, that did make me laugh. <laughs> yeah it, it made me laugh too and tom is oblivious i think that's the joke he is he believes they're actually his friends mm-hmm. it's kind of like how tom thinks of me and you on this podcast oh <laughs> oh tom i'm joking Thanksgiving. i shouldn't have made that joke i love you <laughs> um <I'm sad. laughs> so the dogs of course who had gone to check on the cats have witnessed this whole exchange and realized, uh-oh, they're going to eat Tom tomorrow. So they plan on, on stopping them. So they gather and try to come up with a plan what to do. Meanwhile, Tom is talking to the cats all about his career, including he was almost the host of his own game show that the last minute they went with a duck, with a mustache, on a wire. On a, a wire. Cigar, with a cigar. I thought the on a wire thing made me laugh because you can see you can see with these puppets you can see the sticks for their hands. Yes, yep. 
And the cats are, you know, as they're listening to him talk, they're trying to feed him and fatten him up. And Tommy comments, oh, I'm stuffed. And one of the cats says, that's the idea. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Tom, though, he's a little nervous. He, he'd say he wants to claw his agent, let him know he's okay. And the cats don't want, but the cats don't want him out of his sight. So they take him to a local phone booth. Remember those? Under yeah. the guise that the area is dangerous and they want nothing to happen to him. Which, if you know Newark, is actually true. So the cats actually were doing a good deed here, even if it wasn't the real motivation. Uh, uh, only until there's a rat involved. <laughs> so the dogs, meanwhile, are still strategizing how to rescue Tom because the cats plan on gathering wood that night after Tom falls asleep and then pushing him into the oven and cooking him like they're the witches from Hansel and Gretel, right? Mm-hmm. So the dogs pretend they're with the local newspaper, the Gobbler Gazette, and they approach Tom while he's going to the phone booth under the guys who want to interview him. But the cat, of course, sees right through this and won't let them. <laughs> Even though Tom's very enthusiastic, the cat's like, you're a star, act like one. And uh, he picks up a stick and throws it, and the dog's going to fetch it, which I found very funny, because how easy it is to distract a dog. As we all know. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly, squirrel. <laughs> um, so the dogs move to plan B. They're going to get the cats to leave the their house at night and rescue Tom. Just break in and rescue Tom once they're gone. So they find two mice in the alley and pay them three bucks to go up to the window <laughs> and just make faces at the cats. And of course, the cats come running out and chase after them. So they break into the house and wake Tom up and entice Tom to follow them by saying they're going to interview him. Mm. And this is where we get our cat song. And they basically sing about a dog's life good. is the cat's meow. We're yeah. the cats, and we've got a lot to say. We're the cats, and we're going to have our day. So they're feeling a bit downtrodden, and you know they're going to have their day in the sun. Apparently, I don't get a a dog's life is the cat's meow. They're saying it's easier to be a dog. Does the cat's meow mean that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just it didn't. I don't know. I didn't like much of the songs. It was special. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> the lead cat singing, though, I. It's the first thing that drove me to IMDb to take a look at what some of the voice credits were. He sounds a bit like Tom Petty. <laughs> I, I thought like, oh, one like of Tom the Petty. dogs sounded like Ralph, oh. which would make sense because Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought one of the dogs sounded like Ralph. And I'm surprised, actually, there wasn't a dog that looked like Ralph, because I know in those early days, they repurposed a lot of the puppets and reused yep. them in all the specials. But while the cats are singing, Tom overhears the song, and he's shocked to hear the cats had a plan to cook him and eat him. Um, and he's like, he's sad. He's like, all this time I thought they liked me. Yeah. And the dogs are like, they do. And that's the trouble. I love his, I have his line about, who would want to eat a turkey? Yeah, he said, what a traumatic experience to think someone would want to eat a turkey. <laughs> and then he goes on, how is he supposed to become, perform, and act and everything dealing with that trauma? And the dogs are basically like, hey, you'll get over it. And Tom <laughs> said, I know, I didn't sell that enough, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that line again. 
But uh, the dogs say they'll hide him until morning when they'll help him on a bus to the palace. So they put him in a trash can. And the cats go home, meanwhile. They're furious Tom is gone. And they pinpoint the dogs right away because they're like, Tom's really not that smart. So let's go see what the dogs did to him. <laughs> so they confront the dogs about Tom. And they get into a physical altercation in this alleyway. It's like one of the brawl. Yeah. It felt very West Side story. It did. It felt felt very 60s cartoons where you would see the fence and just see the clouds of smoke coming up as you heard the cats meowing. Yeah. But as the cat pulls up and like flicks out his claws and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tom tries to break it up and he ends up being the rope in a game of tug of war between the mm-hmm. dogs and the cats. Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. cartoony. But Tom does eventually end up breaking up the fight and he admonishes them for fighting like cats and dogs. Yep. Lots of puns in here. <laughs> and Tom thinks they should be ashamed of themselves and so does the female cat, the one female character in this whole special. Um, and I guess she has her Linus moment uh, because mm. she feels she thinks they should be ashamed of themselves for basically deceiving Tom and making him feel like a friend when really they just want to cook him. Yeah, which is basically what Anthony does. He's just pretending to be our friend so he can eat us. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but the cats say, you know, oh, yeah, it was bad what we did, but we're starving. And that's just where Tom has points out like, look, well, let's look at the obvious here. You're starving. The dogs are cold. If you share your resources, you guys would be all good. You can share the food and your home. And Tom thinks a play will bring them all together, make them all feel the holiday spirit. So they all go into the cat's house. And what play do they perform? The first Thanksgiving. Oh. Because- oh, I thought it had I thought it actually had a name. Yeah, I, at first I was like, did I totally miss that this play that they performed is modeled after some play that I should know? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the first Thanksgiving, which it's funny. There's not a lot of Thanksgiving tropes out there, but I feel like the first Thanksgiving play is a popular one in kids' stuff. Sure, it is. So t- Tom it's has probably a- the first part of this episode that has any Thanksgiving feels whatsoever, except for the fact that we have a turkey present. Yes. I disagree. the same way. I would respectfully disagree. I thought they made a good job of making it look cold and folly outside. It was the day before Thanksgiving the whole day. I, I, I felt it. I felt it. But this play, the turkey, Tom, gets the cast to dress as pilgrims and the dog to dress as Indians, as they still call them, not Native Americans, Indians. 83. And uh, yes. And of course, in the play... There's a big storm, and the Indian's home disappears and is washed away in the storm. Meanwhile, the pilgrims, all their food, they run out of food, down to the last kernel. So they sit together to share a meal and bury the hatchet. They vow peace and make a pact to gather for a harvest meal of Thanksgiving every November to show gratitude to their new friends and the wonderful life that was made possible by sharing. Which is, of course, a sanitized version of Thanksgiving, the story of Thanksgiving, that little kids hear. 
<laughs> so of course then there's a big old closing number that Tom and the cats and the turkeys all sing about the magic of Thanksgiving which comes from within and Tom says just look all around and realize there's so much to be thankful for it just doesn't matter how little you have if you have friends you'll never be poor and that's one of the lyrics and that's the whole gist of the song and I just want to say Tom and Julia you guys make me feel like the richest man alive Oh, and then of course it ends the cats agree to share the home with the dogs who will share food with the cats and presumably Tom will leave for New York City after Thanksgiving to pursue his career but we pan out of their new shared home as they're celebrating Thanksgiving as the snow starts to fall and the end that's our Thanksgiving special there it is so you two do not seem impressed with it. So thoughts from you guys. I think it's for a much, much, much younger audience than us. Because, yeah, I mean, I can I can pick up most Muppet stuff and be perfectly happy. Uh, and my kids can also be perfectly happy watching it. Um, this one, I, I, I wouldn't watch it again. Um, Did you watch it with it, Jude or anyone? Like I didn't. No, I didn't. I should. We'll see if I if I give it a second watch with them present. Um, it just felt it felt like it was for well, you said Ellie watched it last year in first grade. Mm-hmm. Did she yeah. like it? She did. She had good memories. She enjoyed it today. There you go. It's not for us. Um, it's it didn't feel Thanksgiving y to me. Really, except mm-hmm. for the very end, uh, which the last song was my favorite of all the songs. It's pretty catchy and cute, but I didn't particularly feel for Tom the turkey. I don't, I don't really care about him much. That's harsh. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I think if you watched it, you have to watch it the right time of year and be in the right mindset for it to hit. I have no nostalgia for this. I have no kids. I watched it for the first time last year, right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So right when it was cool outside, the leaves were changed, you're getting ready for the holidays, and it hit for me. Okay. Not sure if the first time I watched it, like you, if it was like still hot outside, not quite fall oh, yet. It was not hot today. Today felt very early fall in Tulsa when I watched it. Mm-hmm. The rain coming down, the cooler temperature, it was like mid 60s i went into it really excited because i was really wanting something fall halloween what do you mean halloween we are past halloween fall thanksgivingy you know i just (laughs) wanted that i wanted that feel i wanted those vibes and just didn't land for me i don't know Hmm. well i'm glad ellie liked it and i am too i think julia's right though I, i think it's for not us yeah. Well, it's for Anthony, but we all know Anthony was a big kid. It's a big kid. Anthony's basically, <laughs> Anthony's got the maturity level of a first grader, so it's it eh, I wouldn't go that far, but... I wouldn't either. Probably pre-K. Ha, 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 ha. You walk right through that door, Anthony. I, I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it did have a little bit of a Linus moment. Yeah, oh, it totally so. did. They they realized that you got to come together. You know, this is what Thanksgiving is all about: sharing and being thankful for what you have. Right? Mm-hmm. It is a Thanksgiving special, even if it didn't quite feel that way for you too. It didn't feel quite like the holiday for you too. 
so yeah, checks off those boxes. Sure. If you were to rate this on a one to ten, and Julia, this is not against anything, it's just against itself. So your favorite type of rating. It is my favorite type of rating. <laughs> um, I'd probably come in at a three. You know, that feels good. I'll say three. Hey, it was gonna come in at seven. Okay. Oof duh. Which gives us a four point three. Three. Yeah. Oh. So that's a Thanksgiving tale. Now I will be curious. Because I bet you, well, I guess admittedly I didn't listen to the episode, but if Mike Westfall is talking about it on Twitter, I bet he likes this. He tends to like most Muppet things, most Jim Henson mm-hmm. stuff. So Mike, message us, tell us where we were right, where we were wrong, <laughs> what we don't, what we didn't appreciate this, or what we overappreciated. You know, do your Mike Westfall thing and educate the least research <laughs> podcast out there. Um, oh, my favorite thing. Yeah, the day too. after we drop any kind of Muppet property or Disney, or but Disney. mostly Muppet, that he's not joined us as a guest host is just a running log <laughs> in I Discord hope. of. But I liked it when you said this, but here's the actual truth. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were we he's really so kind had... about his reprimands. We honestly did drop the ball not having him on for this one. Yeah. Didn't, didn't think that through. But where can listeners let us know what they think of this special? If they've seen it, what they think, if it's part of their Thanksgiving canon. You know, the easiest thing you can possibly do is to hit us up on Linktree. You can go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast where you can find our Facebook group, which is where most conversations happen. Uh, I spent some time in there this weekend uh, and had some fun. We also have a Facebook page. Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, sorry, X, Mastodon, Carrier Pigeon, <laughs> all the things. Yeah, and if you're a member of our Patreon, you would have got a bonus Thanksgiving episode that dropped yesterday, where Tom, what? Julia, and myself covered Jim Hansen's Turkey Hollow, which you recorded oh, long right. ago. That one. That one was different from this movie. Yeah, that one was a made-for-original Lifetime movie, which Tom put on the list and suggested. Thank you, Tom, for sharing that with us. Thank you for recording that episode with me. Of course, (laughs) always. You know, I'm always looking forward to new Thanksgiving content. I haven't seen that one. Well, no, I did see it because we recorded it. But I like new Thanksgiving content. I'm excited because I just saw in theaters a new Thanksgiving movie that just came out called Thanksgiving, starring Patrick Dempsey. Directed by Eli Roth. What? Uh, oh, that's a weird combo. That's a horror flick. What did you think of it, Anthony? What was it about? A mysterious serial killer known only as John Carver comes to Plymouth, Massachusetts with the intention of creating a Thanksgiving carving board out of the town's individuals. Dear. What did you think of it, Anthony? How was it? It was good. It's based on a fake movie trailer for Thanksgiving that Eli Roth put together for the film Grindhouse in 2007. So it's a movie 16 years in the making. He always promised he wanted to make the full-length thing, and he finally did. I remember that. That was, the two, that was the two movie combo he did with Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Correct. The lady with the gun leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Rose, Mc, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan with a gun leg. 
so yeah, next year, you know, we get to keep the Halloween spirit a little alive a little longer by covering a Thanksgiving horror film. So well, if we're gonna just throw crap on the schedule, let's do all the Slapsgiving episodes too. <laughs> oh, it's not nice to judge a movie before you've seen it. Not everybody says you can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Well, guys, I love talking. I loved taking time out of my Thanksgiving today to talk to my... Oh, crap. I gotta go. I think the turkey's burning. Extended family here. Best way to spend a day. I agree. The best way to spend to spread Thanksgiving cheer is cooking something for all to smell. <laughs> but listeners, thanks for spending a bit of your Thanksgiving with us. And get excited because it's November 23rd. So we only have like 32 days until Christmas. Oh, so. start panicking. <laughs> One month and two days. Yeah, there you go. Holy moly. Four weeks. So do your homework, watch. Well, we told you in our regular episode what we're covering Monday. So watch that and we'll <laughs> talk to you Monday. Bye, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Just look all around and you'll realize There is so much to be thankful for It just doesn't matter how little you have If you have friends, you'll never be poor Reach deep inside and I'm sure that you'll find The moral is perfectly clear Just leave all your feelings of anger behind. Let the Thanksgiving spirit last throughout the year. And you'll find that this Thanksgiving magic must be given a chance to begin. It's not something that you can reach out and touch. It's a magic that comes from within. You'll see a magic that comes from within.